0: Welcome to the serialized short story podcast, "Secrets Out" by Christopher Chapman. "Secrets Out" is performed by the author. You can pre-order "Secrets Out" as an ebook that will play on Kindle, Nook, Kobo, and any iDevice you can get your hands on by going to goingpostalpublishing.com and clicking on the store link. Listener discretion is advised. There are adult situations, violence, and naughty words your mother wouldn't want you repeating to your neighbor. And now, the story continues. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Going Cast. I am your host and author, Christopher Chapman. This is Fireflies, Part 2, which is a part of Secrets Out, my short story collection. This is Story 6 of 8. I hope all of you are doing well. I am doing very, very well. It was a pretty good week for me. Got a lot done. Got to go back to work after being off for about a month. So that's taking some getting used to, especially when you go from zero walking for over a month to a lot of walking. Your body tries to revolt for the first few days, but it's coming back around. Things are getting better. I'm getting used to it again, so that's a good sign. And now I get to go back to therapy for the hip tomorrow, so it is all just going really well and progressing in the things I needed to do. In the story and writing part of things, I am working on editing the next book that all of you will be getting to listen to or read And that one is The Football Story. I still have not released the actual title to that book. I will be doing that very shortly, probably within about a month or so. I'm pretty sure this story is going to be ready sometime September, October as far as getting the podcast going. I think the print and ebook version might be a little bit after that just because of me getting a little bit uh, behind with Secrets Out. And I'm going as fast as I can. And I'm trying to get all that in place. The hip really didn't help things, even though you would think that with a month off, I would have had more time to do things. No, that's just not how it works. Just finished up a story. It was a little bit shorter than I would have liked, so I'm probably going to go back to it at some point and tinker with it a little bit. I do have some other story ideas I'm going to probably start writing within the next month or two. But for right now, I want to focus on the things I need to get done as far as the editing goes. So that story is just going to have to wait for a little while. All right, let's get into the story. Here it is. This is Fireflies Part 2. They talked for hours about the subject. Nick still didn't understand what was happening. His uncle didn't seem to understand much about the fireflies and what they did. The only thing he was certain of was that they ate people, which was extremely frightening. I've had exterminators out here before, his uncle said near the end. One of them died and the others ran off like fools, waving their arms in the air to fend those things off. I've never seen a single bill from one of them, and the police never came out to investigate what happened to the one. I eventually got tired of waiting for them and buried him out back because he was starting to stink up my yard. It's as if they know better than to come out here. The only ones that have had always been dumb, foolish or both. Some may have had a death wish. His uncle wasn't making any sense. It had been hours since he'd had a coherent thought that seemed plausible. It was close to midnight and the desire to go outside had vanished. All he wanted to do was get some sleep. From what his uncle had said, He was going to be starting a routine in the morning that he was going to have to get used to over the next three months. He was going to find the firefly nest. Nick hadn't known that fireflies had nests. He didn't know where they came from, but had always known they existed. Nick's Uncle Don seemed to think that the version of fireflies that lived near him had to have had a nest that they stayed in during the daytime. He was positive that they hid out until nighttime came, then descended upon his house and killed any animal in the vicinity. My guess is that there's a cave somewhere nearby, Don said. I've searched for some of these lands, but my legs aren't what they used to be. I don't dare get more than twenty minutes from the house before I turn back. I started a map years ago that said all of the places I've tried. Uncle Don placed the map down on the table, covering Nick's cereal bowl. Because he hadn't lived there all that long, He didn't know what anything on the map was. There was a large dot on the right side of the map. He guessed that was where they were. Several red lines came out of that dot and branched out in many directions. None of the lines made it all that far. These are all swamp lands, Uncle Don said. They could be anywhere in here. There could be some hole in the ground, a large hollowed-out stump, or that cave I already mentioned. They're out here somewhere, and we need to find them. I don't want to spend the rest of my life in hiding from these things. I want one night before I die where I can sit on my porch and enjoy the cool nighttime air. I don't think that's too much to ask. This is bull, Nick said defiantly. You know that this is a waste of time. There are hundreds of miles of swamplands on this map, and you've covered almost a dozen of them. It's like searching for a needle in a haystack. And I have my doubts how real this is or not. You're still questioning it, Don asked. He was thinking about something. How about this? We'll take today off. I'll give you that. I'm going to prove to you that they exist. And when I do, you're going to do everything that I say. So if you prove to me that they're real, I have to do what you say? Yup. Nick thought about it for a moment. You've got yourself a deal. They shook on it. Uncle Don told him to get into the car. They were going for a ride. Nick didn't know why they were going or what they were doing until he saw the directional arrow turn on when they approached a sign that read livestock. Nick opened his mouth to ask why they were someplace that sold livestock, but he already knew the answer. Uncle Don was trying to prove his point, and he needed a sacrifice to do so. The pig that they bought cost his uncle several hundreds of dollars. It wasn't a big pig, but he claimed it was going to serve the purpose. They brought it home and proceeded to chain it up outside like they would a dog. Setting out some food for the pig, his uncle said, I don't want to be inhumane. It's only fitting that we give this here pig his final meal. Even criminals on death row get a last meal. He was very somber as he spoke. They watched the pig from the dining room window as the light started to fade from the day. As the sun set, giving way to night, Nick saw the first flickers of light coming from the south. If his uncle was telling the truth, that was where they were going to need to search first. A single firefly moved towards the pig slowly, but never landed on it. It moved around in strange patterns before disappearing into the night once more. Nick turned to his uncle and said, It didn't do anything. Just wait. It'll be back before you know it. Nick stared out the window as the pig dropped to its side, appearing to take a nap. He was ready to give up watching when a strange green glow appeared in the distance, also from the south. The trees and tall grass all illuminated in the strange green light. Seconds passed. Then a large formation of fireflies appeared through the grass. They moved in formation, heading directly towards the pig, Nick watched in open-mouthed horror, unable to say anything, as his childhood nightmare seemed to come to life before his eyes. They swarmed like locusts, covering the pig entirely. The pig jumped to its feet and tried to flee, but it was held in position by the chain. It fought valiantly to free itself, then tried rolling on the ground to get the glowing monstrosities off of him. The whole time it fought, Nick could hear it squeal. It was fighting for its life and was in immense pain. Large sections of flesh disappeared from the pig. What people would call pork, ham, and bacon were ripped from the pig in small chunks, growing larger with each passing second. Less than a minute after the attack started, the pig became still, falling to the ground. It was dead. Five minutes later, the glowing green fireflies moved away from the pig, leaving a pile of bones on the ground. There was no blood, fat, or tendons. Everything had been eaten clean by the fireflies. Now do you believe me? his uncle asked. Having seen the most horrific scene in his life, Nick was ready to do what his uncle asked of him, although he was frightened. He shook with fear of what might happen if he were to come face to face with those creatures. He questioned if they were from this planet at all or if they were some sort of new mutation that had already existed. Even a small part of him wondered if this was all part of evolution and a way for nature to fight back. Uncle Don seemed to have everything planned out. Both Nick and he wore thin suits, mostly made out of rubber, that they believed offered some sort of protection against the deadly insects. The only issue with them was that the temperatures in Louisiana were humid and hot. It wasn't a good combination when wearing the suits, They started out into the swamps before the sun was fully over the horizon, heading in the direction that the fireflies came from. Part of the suits were what his supposed fake father used to call waders. They were rubber pants and went all the way up to his chest and were held there by two straps that went over his shoulders. Everything was made of rubber, including the shoes. They prevented water from seeping in, which was good when walking through swamp water that went past his knees. There aren't a whole lot of animals out here, Uncle Don said shortly after they started. You might find a few bugs, and you may even find a few crocodiles that mosey in here from larger areas of swamp. They don't stay long because the fireflies can get at them too. Even with their tough skin, the fireflies will chew until they've broken through. Their teeth got to be like razor blades. Nick looked down at the suit he was wearing. The rubber would do little to stop them if they were able to chew through crocodile skin. All his suit would do was annoy them so they could get nice and angry for when they got to his skin. The image of the pig being devoured played over and over again in his mind. He kept seeing the way that the pig attempted to fight them off, but he also heard the squealing. That was a sound that would haunt him for the rest of his life. He clenched the item that was in his hands more than ever. Uncle Don had given him a special weapon that he was going to have to use if they found their hiding spot. He hoped that he wasn't going to have to use it. But the quicker he did, the sooner he wouldn't have to come out and search for those vile bugs. He was determined to find them before the summer ran out, and he had to head back to Wisconsin. Day one led to nothing but swamp, swamp, and more swamp. They ended the day well before the sun was set to go down, making sure that they would make it back to the house before the fireflies made their nightly appearance. Nick spent half of that night staring out the non boarded slits in the window. He watched the flickers of light, wondering how something that could look so beautiful could be so deadly. He wanted to know where they came from, and how long they'd been there. He wondered if they were the first proof that there were aliens among them. What if these creatures were from another planet? It seemed possible that animals or creatures from another planet wouldn't necessarily fit into the same size scale as humans. Every movie he'd seen about alien invasion seemed to have green or gray aliens that were always about the same size of a person. He'd always envisioned aliens that were either really large or really small. He thought he remembered something that his science teacher had told him about size being relative to gravitational pull. If he was right about that, He was aware that some planets had more or less gravitational pull than others. That was based on the knowledge that scientists had about planets that were in their solar system. It was logical that aliens from another world would have denser gravity or lighter gravity, creating creatures of all shapes and sizes. He had to stop thinking about them being aliens. The idea that his uncle could have discovered an alien race made the sci-fi loving part of him want it to be true. The rational part of his brain that tried to make sense of it all told him that there was probably a more likely explanation that he'd missed. Five straight days led to frustration upon frustration. There was no sign of where the fireflies had come from. Nick had been certain that they'd come from the south, but looking at the map showed that they'd covered almost everything in that direction. Red marker colored in where they had been. Most of the lower half of the map was now in red. "'Where could they be?' Uncle Don asked at breakfast "'before they were to go out for the seventh straight day. "'They have to be out here somewhere,' Nick groaned. "'His body was sore from all of the walking "'and moving through some extremely tough terrain. "'He had more aches and pains than at any point he could remember. "'Even playing football hadn't led to the degree of soreness he now faced. "'He didn't want to go out again, even for the fireflies.' Maybe we're going about this all wrong, Nick said, lying on the hard sofa. He could feel himself drifting off, but he tried to stay awake and get the words out. Ideas were coming to him, giving him the energy he needed to continue. Maybe they're not in caves. Maybe they're in trees. They could have something hollowed out and be up in a tree where we can't get a good look at them. He paused, waiting to say the next part. He waited for a deep yawn to pass before continuing. Unfortunately, there are too many trees for us to check each and every one. It would take us all day just to do the hundred closest trees. Tomorrow, we'd have to do seventy-five. The day after that would be fifty. It would take so long that it would be next to impossible. If I thought that it was simple as them being in trees, I would have burned everything down years ago. Don said. No, I don't think they're trees. I think we have to go a little bit further south. Nick was upset. He sat up, his exhaustion forgotten as he looked angrily at his uncle. We can't do that. The last time we went that far, we almost didn't get back in time. We have to do something, Don said, a tear in the corner of his right eye. I'm tired, Nick. I don't want to do this anymore. If we don't find them tomorrow, we go to whatever idea you have. Nick instantly perked up. Deal. The walk was excruciating. His entire body wanted to revolt against it. They walked due south until they were further away from the house than ever before. Nick studied the trees along the way, thinking about his theory. He saw one or two trees that appeared to be partially hollowed out. He would push for a day off tomorrow then search those trees immediately the following day. The swamps were getting deeper, and the animals were becoming more dangerous. They saw more crocodiles than they had in any previous days. It was evident what was happening here. They haven't gone this far, Don said. There are too many animals. We need to turn back. Fine, Nick said. But we have to check a tree or two on the walk back. No wasted time fine. They checked three trees that Nick had marked on the map on the way back. They were getting to the end of them being able to search, yet he wanted to make the most of the day before getting back. There was one more tree that he'd marked, and it was less than five minutes from the house. He could check it quickly and be in the house long before the fireflies came out to play. As with the other trees he checked, Nick started climbing. He kept his eyes on the hole in the tree only moving them when he needed to search for a branch to grab onto. The last thing he needed to do was make a mistake and slip. When he got to the hole, he pulled a small flashlight from the inside of his waders. He shone the light into the hole, seeing that it didn't go back very far. The tree had been hollowed out by a woodpecker, but something, the fireflies, must have gotten it before it was able to finish its home. Not here, Nick said. "'Upset that he hadn't found them yet again? "'He started back down the tree, "'getting about halfway when he saw another hole "'that he hadn't seen before. "'It was near the far side of the tree. "'Knowing that he didn't have a lot of time, "'he weighed the options in his mind. "'I'm going to check this one,' Nick called down. "'Hurry,' Uncle Don said, looking nervous. "'His eyes kept scanning the area. "'It was still far too bright for the fireflies, "'but Nick understood his worry.' Nick shone the light into the hole. He didn't see anything, making him even more upset than before. Something moved, catching him off guard. Nick moved backwards, avoiding the thing that moved towards him. He reached out for a branch, but came up empty. Even as he realized that it had been a squirrel that had startled him, he was falling backwards. His back exploded with pain as he slammed hard into a branch. It didn't break, throwing him in a new direction instead. Now falling face first, He got his hands down just in time before he hit the ground. Are you okay? Don asked, moving to him as quickly as an old man could. Nick couldn't say anything. Everything hurt. The wind had been knocked out of him and he was struggling to breathe. He tried to get back to his feet, but something didn't feel right. Pain exploded from his back as he tried moving. For a brief moment, he believed he was going to die. Nick, his uncle said his voice low and grave. You need to get up as fast as you can. The light is almost gone from the day. The fireflies will be on us in a matter of minutes. Nick heard everything that his uncle was saying. The words seemed distant, but he recognized the seriousness of the situation. He tried to get up once more, but his back flared with pain again. He tried a third time, grabbing onto something and assisting himself. He managed to sit up, Then he searched for a way to get to his feet. For this injury, his uncle was useless. Uncle Don was forced to watch as Nick struggled to get to his feet. Don was able to walk, but he'd seen his better days pass him by 50 years before. He was slow and couldn't bend over very well. Nick wished that he could have helped right then, but it would have been impossible. If he had helped, the roles would reverse themselves quickly and Nick would be searching for a way to help Don back to his feet. After what felt like an excruciating eternity, Nick managed to pull himself to his feet using a nearby branch. The pain was intense and was getting in the way of him being able to move his legs. It was his lower back that was causing the problems. The pain shot around to the front, affecting his hips. Each step brought pain that started in the pelvis and moved all the way around to his ass. We have to get to the house now. Don said, looking around as the sky continued to darken above them. We have two minutes at the most. Get walking, Nick said. I'll catch up. I need to loosen up a bit. He wasn't sure why he said that. The one thing he knew was that his Uncle Don couldn't wait around any longer. It would take him at least that long to get back to the house. Nick could get there sooner if he could get his legs to do what he wanted them to. His uncle hesitated for a moment looking in the direction of the house and back to him before saying, "Fine, but please hurry.' As Uncle Don started walking away, Nick took a moment to catch his breath one more time. Everything hurt, but that was going to pale in comparison to what it would feel like if the fireflies came. Motivated by that thought, Nick got moving. His uncle was more than 20 feet in front of him, but he was going to be able to bridge that gap quickly if he could focus. A flicker of light to his left got his attention. His heart nearly leapt out of his chest as he turned and saw the single firefly. It hovered ten feet away. Nick picked up the pace, feeling his body fighting him the entire way as the firefly turned and disappeared into the overgrowth. It's going for the others, Nick thought, then called out to his uncle. I just saw one. The house was within view. They would be there very soon. They were almost to the area where the pig had been picked clean by the creatures a week earlier. They hadn't picked up the mess. He was almost to his uncle, who was unable to go any faster because of his age. If he tried, he would certainly fall and be eaten by the creatures. We're going to make it, Nick thought as he became shoulder to shoulder with his uncle. They were so close. As if his thought was being overheard, the area behind them started to glow a greenish hue. Nick turned, nearly tripping, and saw the entire area was flooded with the light. There were more fireflies than when they'd gone after the pig. Far more. As the light got brighter, it became evident that his confidence had been mistaken. They weren't going to make it. Nick got a hand on his uncle's back and tried to help him along. For the first time, his uncle turned to get a look at what was behind them. Nick saw the fear in his face when he also realized just how badly this was going to end. To Nick's surprise, Uncle Don slowed. Nick slowed with him, trying to figure out what was going on. Go, Don said as he came to a stop. I'm not gonna make it. If I'm the closest thing, they'll eat me first. Use the weapon if you have to, but get into that house and then get out of here in the morning. There's money in the coffee can in the pantry. That'll get you where you need to go. No, don't argue with me, his uncle shouted. I've lived a good life. I miss her, and I think it's time that we were reunited. Then I don't have to worry about memories. We'll be together. Nick looked down at what was strapped to his waist. He lifted it into his hands, making sure that it wasn't badly damaged. Other than a dent, it was fine. I can fight them off, Nick said. Too many, his uncle said. You know that guy that went missing? Well, I saw him use that same gun on them. They overwhelmed him. Now get going before I trip you and do it myself. Nick wanted to argue, but there wasn't enough time. Self-preservation became more important than the argument, so he started for the house again. There was also the fact that he didn't know his uncle all that well. The last week with his uncle had been all about the Fireflies. He hadn't taken more than a few minutes to get to know him better. If it had been his mom, he wouldn't have left her side no matter what. Because it was somebody he still didn't know all that well, it wasn't as big of a deal for him. He was less than ten steps away from his uncle when he heard the first scream. He turned to see Uncle Don swinging at glowing orbs in the air. Nick looked down once more at the weapon in his hand, essentially a homemade flamethrower, and thought about heading back. As he saw a small group of fireflies break away and head towards him, that option ended. He was all about keeping himself safe. Nick turned and continued towards the house, looking back over his shoulder every few seconds to see where the fireflies were. Every time he looked, he also saw his uncle. His skin had been chewed open in three spots. He swung aimlessly at one of the fireflies, then fell to the ground. That was the end for him. The fireflies moved quickly, covering him. There was one more synchronized burst of light where they all flashed bright for one second, then his uncle fell still. It was feeding time. There you have it. That was Fireflies Part 2. Ooh, it's getting interesting. We got one more part to go. That'll be out next Monday. I can't wait to finish this one off for you. This one is probably my favorite story from this collection and one of my favorite stories of all time. I really like it, and I told you about the origin of it last week it it doesn't get much better than this for me as far as when you get when you sit down to write something and it just starts the keys just start flying and as you're just typing so fast it's it doesn't happen as often as I would like but this one was one of those where as soon as I started typing I knew oh this one's going to be something else but I'm going to get out of here not a whole lot else to report I covered most of that before the story so little bit of the self-promoting stuff, goingpostalpublishing.com. That is the website. I'm still working on the redesigns. I only got a little bit done in this past week. You might have noticed a little bit of tinkering done, but nothing too major. If you want to email me, goingpostalpublishing at gmail.com. Send me your questions, your comments, your cheap shots. Find out my deepest, darkest secrets, because if you ask me, I will tell you. Twitter is at GoingPostalPub. Facebook is facebook.com slash GoingPostalPublishing. That's all the promoting I'm going to do for this week. I'm getting out of here. Next week, we're going to have Fireflies Part 3. We're going to wrap it up and then move on to the next story. So, until next week, thank you for Going Postal with me. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Going Postal cast for updates about Christopher Chapman, his stories, and future podcast happenings, be sure to go to goingpostalpublishing.com. If you want to follow along on Twitter, twitter.com slash goingpostalpub, or like him at facebook.com slash goingpostalpublishing. This podcast is copyright 2012, Going Postal Publishing.